peace and blessings, you beautiful beings. Ooh, what's poppin', what's poppin'? It's your girl, Zane Spirit. Welcome to the Living in Spirit podcast. It is so good to be in the presence of one another and for us to be witness to one another's greatness. I thank you for showing up for yourself today, my divine reflections. I have been on hiatus a little bit. There's a little, there's a tinge, you know, just a smidgen. Um, Because I've been getting a lot of projects ready. I've been traveling um, really just not, and it's not holiday season, okay? Because we don't celebrate, uh, we don't celebrate um, (laughs) colonizer holidays, shall we say. (laughs) Um, But absolutely blessed Indigenous Peoples Month. Um, I'm speaking so much joy, love, and prosperity over everything that we're doing. And uh, it's really been a blessing to be present with my family, the people I care about, um, with the new projects that I'm working on. It's really been a lot of changes happening in my focus, in the structure, in the way that I am moving and shaking (laughs) in this reality. Movement and shifting uh, has really been big conversation for me, especially since August. Um, Spirit was like, you know, uh, you're moving on to bigger things. You're doing bigger things. So that means you got to get ready to let go of things, even the things that have served you so well, or even the things that have brought you so much peace, joy, and creativity, you know, like, so really shifting my focus to um, more foundational things, as well as changing lifestyle habits, which, I mean, some people might be asking, like, damn, Zane, like, (laughs) or, like, what else, what else can can be going on? And I got to tell you that we're always, um, shifting. We're always um, acclimating ourselves to the who we are showing up as in the next season. We're always in preparation for that, whether we realize it or not. And that has been uh, a little bit uncomfortable for me. And if anybody knows me, like shifting and changing things in my life is usually not a difficult transition. Uh, It doesn't usually feel difficult. It doesn't usually come with a lot of tension. Uh, I'm a very flexible and malleable person when it comes to my spirit uh, and what is good for me. Um, But I did recognize that I had attachments to some of my work, like some of the things that I was doing, um, you know, some of the ways that I was creatively expressing myself, but I didn't feel motivated to do those things anymore. I just was in this like in between, you know, and sometimes it'd be like that. It really do. Um, and in those moments, what helps me the most is to be gentle with myself, to be patient and kind and compassionate to myself, for me to sit with just absolute curiosity and sometimes that's that's a little difficult to do sitting in curiosity um but sitting in a sitting in a place of curiosity and being like all right me what's up what's next (laughs) what's good like how are we approaching this what you want me to do and so 
Um, and then in the midst of those transitions, I was also working on AHE, which um, we finished AHE for majority of the uh, clients. Uh, I have a, a few that are continuing with a few more sessions. But y'all, I've got 97 pages of research. Like, it's really beautiful research, too. Like, I'm super excited to get it out there. Um, and I, I don't talk about AHE very much on any platform, but uh, we did, we are getting results back from, and it, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what AHE is, it's the Ancestral Energy Healing Initiative. And it was a research project, uh, originally a three month research project that I was working on and still working on, um, thankful, uh, which I'm grateful to the visions that Spirit has given me for AHE. Um, because it led to these miraculous things. It, it led to these beautiful um, new opportunities for so many other people. And what I mean by that is, is that uh, we, we initially started with a focus of HPV and herpes and uh, removing that energy from uh, these divine beings that, you know, signed up for the trial and were chosen. And what happened with that was we've already started getting test results back and they are negative <laughs> so i and then coming back into being booked like me releasing those results of you know we are healing herpes we are releasing this energy from people's bodies uh we are getting negative test results and we are able to see that these these people are no longer affected by the energy that was in their body and they're able to better understand their connection with how that came about and um what had to surface what kind of healing had to surface on a mental emotional spiritual and physical level in order for that to be resolved and released so definitely a lot of beautiful work going on um the ancestors are working miraculously as always and uh, i'm forever grateful I'm just in a, an immense gratitude. I want to start out with our um, affirmation for this episode. And I also just want to celebrate as well, before we go into affirmation, I want to celebrate uh, Living in Spirit's two-year anniversary. <laughs> I did not know it was going to come so soon, but we started, we had our first episode uh, at the beginning of December in 2019. And one day I just got up and I was like, you know, I was contemplating and I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to get out there and do it. And I've had the opportunity to just share space with some beautiful people and share space with beautiful uh, creators. And there is many more to come. And so I'm really excited about that. Uh, it's beautiful to see their success. We're going to have some more guests on uh, that, you know, some of them have already been on. We're getting updates from them. We're having new people. Um, and I always love to hear y'all's recommendation on who y'all want to hear on the podcast. Uh, that's, it's always a pleasure to connect with the people that y'all really enjoy and um, find inspiration in because I'm usually... I'm always inspired by who comes on the podcast. 
So thank you all so much for that. And shout out to this two year anniversary. Uh, we've actually anchor just um, gave us permission to do some some be one of the first people uh, or the first podcast to do video podcasts. So I'm going to be doing some things with that. Um, lots of new things coming for living in spirit. And I'm really excited. Really, really excited. I'm super stoked to share it with you guys. And I'm looking forward to just any of the topics, any of the things that y'all want to suggest, uh, whatever y'all need, I got it, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, just living in spirit. So let's go ahead and take a deep breath in. Feel that belly up, feel it rise. Mm. I want you to gently exhale. Slowly letting go and releasing anything that's no longer serving you at this time. Spirit is saying, "Being be open to receive. Make room to receive. That is the message. Mm-hmm. Yes, deep breaths. This week's affirmation is, I speak to myself with absolute love and kindness. I allow myself room for understanding, growth, and change. I open the doors for grace and compassion with all things that I face. The care I show for myself pours into those around me. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. I speak to myself with absolute love and kindness. Feel free to repeat after me. I allow myself room for understanding, growth, and change. I open the doors for grace and compassion with all things that I face. I care, the care that I show myself pours into those around me. Mm. And going into the topic for today, it's something that spirit reminds me of often. And that is that there is practice in the partnership. There is practice in the partnership. And what that means is that when we get into our solitude, <laughs> when we get into our hermit mode and we start being, uh, enjoying the time to ourselves, right? Or maybe even not enjoying it. Sometimes that shadow work is, is sticky, right? But in the moments of our hermit mode and in our quiet time, we get a lot of downloads. We get a lot of direction. There's a lot of clarity in those places of silence, right? And and I know this from this my experience as well, is that um, it's, it was always harder for me to apply the things that I learned in my quiet and in my hermit mode than like when I was in the presence of other people. I was like, oh, I can't be around you because xyz like i don't do xyz or i'm not as clear or you know it's it's harder to hear myself or listen to myself and xyz right and for a while i blamed it on other people like when i was in my spiritual ego um i would blame it on others like i can't be around you now there are some people like they just ain't no good for your for your flow right and that's okay it's all right that everybody is not for your flow 
or everybody is not for your season, right? Like that's okay. Um, but sometimes I would be in situations like, especially living situations in the past, um, you know, years ago when I had like roommates and stuff, um, when they didn't agree with my lifestyle or when they thought I was out here doing the devil's work, <laughs> you know, just silly things that you hear in the South, but you know, they're, they're fears that people do have. And, you know, whether they're, you know, whether I think they're reasonable or not, it doesn't matter because a fear is a fear and that's their business. That's their fear. And I would be, I would feel the judgment. Like I would be so sensitive to what everyone else was thinking and feeling of me. Like this was in the raw of my gifts, right? Like I was still in the raw of my ability and I hadn't had practice with my ability. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I would keep being like, no, I just need to be by myself or even in relationships. I'd be like, no, I can't be around you because I don't feel like I'm just not able to function in my spirit in the presence of others. And it was, it was very difficult in that transition. And what I had to realize is that spirit is not like spirit tells me all the time. There is practice in partnership. Like no one else should be able to shake me out of who I am. Even if I feel your your feelings or your thoughts or I can hear your thoughts or I know your judgments about me. So fucking what? Like in in the, in time, we become immune to that. Like we become so solid in ourselves that people are no longer able to shake us. People are no longer able to take us outside of ourselves. And that's really key. You know, like, and I had to get that practice from partnership. I had to get that practice from being in the presence of others because it's easy to be yourself when you alone. (laughs) It's easy to face yourself when you're here, like just with you, because like you're not dealing with the energies of anyone else. Right. So it, it becomes center focus. And that's wonderful. Like that time alone is crucial. Right. But after that time alone. You need to start learning how to apply it. And then what I noticed in my life, and this may not be for everybody, but what I noticed for me was that I would have cycles of, you know, going into hermit mode, coming out and interacting, going back into hermit mode, interacting, reflection, interaction, reflection, interaction. And, you know, it was a little tiring for me at first because I was like, dang, I need, you know, one, I need boundaries. (laughs) I need boundaries. I need to learn how to communicate those boundaries because oftentimes we know what boundaries we need to set. Like we need to learn how to say no, or we know how to say no um, internally, but then saying no in the presence of other people comes with all this doubt and shame and guilt and a lot of the programming that we've been, you know, immersed in. And so, I recognized that I needed to become so solid by myself and in the presence of other people that when I was in the presence of other people, I was not phased by anything that they had going on. You know, yes, I can feel you. Yes, I can hear you. Yes, I understand. But that has nothing to do with who I am. (laughs) You know, like I had to stop taking it personal because 
and just detach from that. Because the moment that you take the way that someone else feels or thinks personally, like you start wrapping yourself around that energy and immersing it into your life and letting it sink its teeth into you, really. And, you know, then it becomes unclear how you even feel about yourself. It becomes unclear about the things that you may be hearing, feeling, seeing, experiencing. And, you know, everybody's abilities are different. So if you're the type of person that takes on that energy completely, you have to learn how to transmute it. You have to know when it's not your energy so that you can release it from your body and understand what it is. <laughs> so you can let it go and not let it consume you. I think I need to let it go. It's another love TKO. Like, okay, like, that's how I be feeling sometimes. Like, it's another love TKO. Like, I need to let it go. And and that's that's what keeps me in that place of groundedness and, you know, understanding. And I've had a lot of moments where even on social media, I can hear what people are thinking. I can hear, I can feel it. I can feel the energy. Um, and I would feel the judgment, especially when I came out with the ancestor collections. It was like, at first I didn't feel it much, but then there, like, it started seeping into the season. Like, just the season was coming out. Like, it was, it was the season for me to feel it, I guess. And what came about from that was like, it was, it was another practice. It was another way for me to practice, even though it was an indirect practice, right? Because, you know, practicing the partnership, we often think about one-on-one -on -one relationships or like romantic friendships, whatever, but sometimes practice is in the partnership with strangers. And it doesn't really matter who that practice is coming from. We have to practice the things that we learn. So if spirit tells you to be solid in who you are, now you got to go claim your space. You got to go take up space, baby. You got to go out there and be like, no, nah, I'm reclaiming my energy. Or no, nah, I'm going to communicate my boundaries effectively. Or no, nah, let me tell you no, because you're not going to take advantage of me or you're not going to you know, do X, Y, Z, you know, whatever applies to that for you. Um, but we have to really look at a space, like look at any space that we walk into as malleable. You know, I really keep it in my mind that energy it can always be transmuted and shifted. So if I walk into a room and it don't feel good, if the energy don't feel good, I immediately claim my energy and start claiming the space. I start claiming the space as holy. I start claiming the space as love. I start claiming the space as joy. I start claiming the space in whatever brings comfort for me. And it is not my responsibility to make anyone else comfortable. Everybody has their own things. Like everybody has their own responsibility to create space for themselves. I am the only one that can hold space for me like how I hold space for me. And that's not saying that people can't hold space for you. It's not that people can't bring comfort or safe spaces to be, but um, we don't really often experience. I didn't start experiencing safe spaces from other people until I started teaching people that this is how uh, I deserve to have safe space, like until I recognize that, okay, I need to be the one to make safe space for me. And then the moment I did that, I started teaching everybody around me like, okay, this is how I create safe space for Zabe. And that's what it was. 
and that's all it had to be. But we have to be the example. How we treat ourselves is the example for other people to treat us the same. And sometimes they won't. You know, sometimes you'll treat yourself uh, with the absolute kindness and sacredness and people still won't do it because they don't see that in themselves. But a lot of the times you'll start seeing a shift. You'll start seeing a shift in the way that people come correct. You know, the more you respect and honor yourself and take up space everywhere you are, the more that people, either people are going to get with it or they're going to get lost, right? They're going to go on about their own merry way and that has nothing to do with you. You know, oftentimes people are intimidated by that space. And then a lot of times people don't want to make other people intimidated. Like they're afraid to be intimidating. And ultimately, I'm going to tell you right now, like spirit told me, you got to stop caring about being intimidating. You got to stop caring about what people think about you. You have to stop caring, like carrying the weight of, of others' opinions or others' energy because you're not going to be able to apply you're not going to be able to apply it. You're not going to be able to apply your peace anywhere you are. You're going to be in a constant place of shakiness unless you're in your own space. And it shouldn't be like that. You should be able to be at peace and in your love and in your joy and in your passion and your purpose and your ease, no matter where you are. And if you learn how to make that passion ease, love, joy, comfort, no matter where you are, then it doesn't matter what anybody else got to do with it. A lot of the times we're seeking, you know, we're seeking, especially in relationships, like one-on-one personal relationships, friendships, we're seeking for our friends or our partners or our family to provide that safe space. We're like, well, nobody ever provided a safe space for me. And you know, I know that that's not comfortable. I know that that comes with a, a place of hurt for a lot of people. But, you know, a lot of times people don't even know how to make sacred space for themselves. So how would they make sacred space for you? And vice versa. If, if, if you're one of the people that is expecting other people to make sacred space for you or make safe space for you or to, to have a safe space for you to be, then you're one of those people that probably doesn't know how to make it for themselves. And that's the problem. That's the root of the issue is that you're not, you're looking outside externally for something that lives within you. You're seeking outside of yourself for something that thrives within you. Baby, you can do anything. You can do anything. And we have just been conditioned to think that we cannot, but we can. And we will. We shall. We shall overcome. And I mean that. (laughs) I had to prove that to myself several times. I've been in several, you know, several situations. I was in some living situations years back. They were very uncomfortable. Um, Like I said, people thought I was devil worshiping, doing a lot of different things. And I mean, if you worship the devil, good for you, baby. I love you. I'm I'm happy for you. Whatever makes you happy. Um, But, you know, I worship myself. I worship uh, the divine in me. And, you know, I have that connection with me. And I mean, at the time, I didn't even know my divinity, but I knew my divinity, right? Like I was in remembrance. I was in remembrance of who I was. And that's all right. No matter what stage we're in, we're always in remembrance. We're always uh, right where we need to be. So there's not uh, there's not this ideal of we are out of place or we're out of alignment. 
you're exactly where you need to be. Um, and I had to recognize that like after that situation, that living situation, I kept choosing to either live alone or choosing to live in spaces where I was accepted because that was easier for me, right? Like it's easier to be in a place where you're accepted <laughs> and we deserve to be in places where we're accepted, right? Like it's not that we should choose to be in a struggle space, you know, like however you want to live your life, that's how you want to live your life. But I recognized that, you know, there was a time where I moved after being in my own space for some time or being in a space where I was accepted. And I was around other people who, you know, like we were cool and I had divine purpose there. Okay. This is, this is where it differs. So I had divine purpose to be in the presence of someone who didn't believe in me or my vision or who I am. And that's all right, because my, I'm not, I don't seek validation. So, um, you know, I, spirit was leading me to be in a space where I was not accepted. And I had, you know, a hell of a time transitioning into that because I could feel the judgment. It was so intense and I had to ground myself. I had to cleanse myself, protect myself, ground myself, bring myself back to me. And then spirit, I was like, spirit, take me out of this. What am I doing here? <laughs> like, what are we doing? And spirit was like, if you don't go reclaim your space, who do you think you are? You are so much more powerful than what you're giving yourself credit for. And that put me in check. That was, that was the advice. That was the, the, that was the little tap tap that I needed y'all. I needed that love tap. That was, that was a love tap for real because spirit was like, you are so much more powerful than this. Are you really going to let this person dictate how you feeling about yourself or dictate your, you know, you gonna go to the altar every day anyway. Does it matter what they think about you? No. And I was like, you know what, you're right. And that's when they were like, you know, you're here to showcase this dedication of self. Sometimes spirit places us in a place of, to be the example, right? And not saying that I don't learn, I didn't learn anything from that person because I absolutely did. Um, and we were mutually beneficial for one another's lives, even though I was dealing with a spiritual aspect, you know, like you can always take something from whatever you're going through and whoever is involved. So I'm always thinking about the lesson and the blessing simultaneously. Like those two things coexist together. They're not separate at all. And when I think about the lesson and blessing together in that situation, it was like, okay, I'm here to be, you know, an example of somebody who is strong in their faith and someone who's strong in themselves. And then this person is going to bring me X, Y, and Z. And it's, it's going to bring stability. It's going to bring whatever the case is in a different way. And the way that we nurtured one another in that situation, it was rocky at first. It was not, it was not easy, but I kept reclaiming my power. I kept calling my power back to me. I say, you can't take my power from me. I know who I am. And because I know who I am, I cannot turn away. I cannot turn away in my truth. I cannot pretend like I do not know who I am. 
So I stepped up to the plate and said, you know what? I'm going to make space for me no matter where I am. I'm going to do my rituals no matter where I am. I'm going to speak in tongues no matter where I am. I'm going to talk to the ancestors no matter where I am. I am living, walking, breathing testimony of everything that I am and everything that will ever be. You know, so like when people are in my presence, they have no choice but to be in the presence of divine holiness. And I realize that no matter what room I step into, it's holy. I am holy. So it has no other choice, right? And I recognize that people get around my energy and they are, they're either going to succumb to, either they're going to make space for themselves or they're going to, you know, but either way, they're going to bear witness to me, right? They're going to bear witness to the divine reflection that I am. And that is power. That is power. And, you know, the more I practice that in that situation, every single day, practicing every single day, the energy started shifting. This person started shifting. They became more open-minded. We started having different conversations. And that was, that, that was the truth. That's the truth. That's truth where, how spirit works, how we work. And the power of just intentionally living your life and not being shook or shaken or you know if you if you're not solid if 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 something can shake you like that then you're not spirit your higher self is not going to be able to move in that way in the way that in in divine purpose <laughs> you know like spirit oftentimes will bring a, bring people to our lives that need that example and I recognized that this person was judgmental or this person was, you know, feeling some type of way because they were not strong in their faith. So they were looking at me like mad at themselves. They weren't even mad at me. They were mad at themselves. <laughs> and that's okay because that's their business. That's their inner dialogue. And I wish them well. I wish them peace. I wish them awareness. But that ain't got nothing to do with me. How you feel about yourself has nothing to do with me. But I recognize that how I feel about myself has everything to do with me. And how I stand in my in my power and my strength, that has everything to do with me. Those actions are up to me. You know, I'm not I'm not determining, you know, my comfort. I'm not relying on anyone else for my comfort or for for expanding myself. And sometimes that's, we, I wouldn't have did that unless I was in the presence of someone else, you know, like I'm super strong, big and bad when I'm by myself. But what about when I'm in the presence of others? What about when I'm in the presence of adversary? What about when I'm in the presence of entities that are malicious and don't mean no good? Like I still got to hold my own. And that made me a better practitioner. It made me a better leader. It made me someone who could hold their own no matter where I was. And that strength is undeniable. That recognizing my strength was undeniable. And so I say that to say that when we're in the presence of others, that's when we get to practice. And it's not always easy, but the more you practice, the better you become. <laughs> like, it's not that the hurdle doesn't exist. It's just that your jumps get higher. <laughs> your stamina gets longer. You, you you exercise your mind, your body, your spirit for that, you know, just like you would anything else. 
So I say all that to say that you are divinely guided, loved, protected, and may joy overflow into your life. And may you remember to hold your own no matter where you are. You are divinity and everywhere you go is holy. And I hope that you remember that in all of your situations that have you questioning and wondering if you are worthy. I love you. The divine loves you. I'm going to go ahead and head out, but I'm going to see you next time.